This is Lori Forster, the wine coach with The Sipping Point, and I'm so excited because on the line with me, I have Pat and Gina Neely, host of Down Home with the Neelys on the Food Network. They're co-owners of Neely's Barbecue down south in Tennessee. They actually have several restaurants, and now they have a barbecue parlor in New York City as well. So they're covering the north and the south. But after their show <laughs> premiered in 2008, Down Home with the Neelys was one of the highest rated series debut in the five-year history of the Food Network. So people love the Neelys. I do, too. Thank you for being on the show. Hi, Lori. Thank you for having us. (laughs) I guess I got the both of you both in different places, and I guess that's just part of being so popular, isn't it? It really is, and our schedules are so hectic these days that uh, we hit the floor running. Um, Oftentimes, Gene and I are headed to the same place, and then there are times when she's headed someplace, I'm headed another place, and we kind of hook up at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that probably keeps things fresh in the marriage. <laughs> yes, it does. Okay, well, let's let's start at the beginning. So you guys love barbecue and cooking and your restaurants. How did you end up on the Food Network? Because, I mean... That's got to be a dream of many chefs and restaurateurs. How did that all come about? Well, you know, Lori, um, ironically, over the years, we always had, we were always featured guests on different shows, whether it was Good Morning America or the Today Show, and we did things with Al Roker. So whenever we got a call that, you know, a TV uh, show was coming to town and wanted to feature some in our restaurants, we always got super excited. And in Nashville, Food Network called and wanted to do a show. And uh, Gene and I happily obliged because we knew it would bring us business. And afterwards, the producer told us, he said, you know, I think we might have a show here. And we just kind of blew it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so sure enough, you know, we, we ended up working with these guys and uh, doing some filming and shooting a pilot. And they presented it to Food Network. And lo and behold, the next thing you know, we know we're we're shooting a pilot. And we shot our first uh, episode of Down Home with the Neelys in late 07. It aired in February of 2008, and we were just blown away that it was the highest rated show in Food Network history to debut in the in the kitchen block. And um, it's been a big, glorious ride. I mean, we've uh, we, we 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 did 13 cycles or 13 seasons of the show. We're, we we just finished our third cookbook. Uh, we just launched a cookware line on QVC. So uh, we're just we're just busting with joy. <laughs> I love that. And Gina, it's in my research. It says that you record the show in your own kitchen. Is that still the case? Absolutely. And, and you know that was one of the things I think initially that we really fought for um, in the beginning. Things like you know filming in our own kitchen, so we feel more authentic. Being able to make dishes that resonated with our past and our traditions and just kind of having a little control over, you know, those things. Because I think when you go into a new show, because Pat and I knew nothing about TV, so it was more like on-the-job training every day for us. Mm -hmm. And I tell people that all the time, that this industry has really taught me a lot of things in so many different ways because we were just like learning something each day because we'd never been exposed into the production world and and, and TV and 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 you know it, it was a, a huge adjustment but I think trying to keep some sense of normalcy was a big big plus mm-hmm. and that was just a big plus and kind of feeling like you own that at least that part of it so it would translate well and I think that was the receiving end of people liking it so much because it seemed you know it it was very authentic because it was our kitchen, so that was able right. to translate through the TV. 
And, yeah. and yeah, you probably were so much more relaxed, even though, you know, it was it, something new. Exactly. Great. Right. It bought a level of comfort, you know, where, where you can at least kind of sit in, even though I could never, and I still to this day still have issues with just looking down the pipe of a camera. It's so funny because I'm not one that really likes it. And I know people, when people say this, they'll say that doesn't translate on TV. I, I am a little shy, and I know people don't believe that, but I really <laughs> am. So that was really like a big, big step for me. So just to be at least in my own kitchen, that felt like something that I could kind of hold on to. You know what I mean? Absolutely. To get through it. I love it. Yeah. Well, speaking of being at home, you know, we're in the summer, my favorite time of year. And with the weather so beautiful, so many folks are entertaining outside. And part of Mm -hmm. that is grilling and barbecue and all of those things that are your specialty. So if folks are going to have those kind of get togethers, give us some tips um, about how they can really make it, you know, like you said, a less stressful process and more enjoyable for the entire family. I always tell people, and I know Pat is probably going to chime in because, you know, I let Pat sort of handle the meat side and not take the lighter side and, mm-hmm. and the pretty side, the presentation side, but <laughs> he is the grill man. But, you know, and I always tell people it's always about preparation, preparation, you know, maybe just kind of writing things out, how many people you're expecting, you know, having just a refreshment bar but having a signature cocktail. Like if you wanted to do, like for my, like my sister just got married, like the 1st of June, and she used our white wine spritzer as like one of her drinks doing like a little um, hour in between with the people were taking pictures. So having a, creating a signature cocktail, so you don't have to worry about that. But then also just having a bar where people can sort of have themselves. And because really people don't understand when you're entertaining, you're entertaining, but you're also supposed to be a part of the fun. Right. You're not supposed to just be working. And I think sometimes when we entertain, we're so worried about this and that, that that tastes good. Is that right there? Oh, how does that look? <laughs> that we forget to have a good time ourselves. Uh-huh. So the more prepared you are, the better you are to be in there, to get in there yourself and have fun and have laugh. You know, put your playlist on, create your playlist, get your drinks together, decide on the menu, have enough of people, if it's a vegetarian there, because you know now, People are going to always bring somebody with them. I don't know. You know, that RSVP <laughs> thing has gone out the window. The etiquette thing, that etiquette thing is out. It's like, can I bring my cousin Caroline and Susie and, and uh, Quita? Can she come? Can Yeah. So your number automatically is going to jump and triple. So have enough food for everybody, but make it enough variety so everybody can enjoy themselves. One of the things that we, we, we always do is, um, and Gina is absolutely correct, I used to get so intense about grilling and wanted it so fresh and so right that when the guests showed up, I was always uh, still out there sweating over the grill and those type of things. And, and it took me a while to realize that, you know, you can grill a little early, wrap your meats or, or your, your ribs or whatever in fall and put them in your oven on about 200 degrees, and you should be done by the time, you know, you know the guests arrive. And, um, you know, you, you can prep your meat the night before. A lot of times when we're having big gatherings and I'm doing ribs or a pork shoulder or something like that, I will season them the night before. Even chicken, if it's in a marinade or something, the night before. So my grill is all ready to go. Uh, the next day I get up early and I get started. We've hosted three or four events already this year, mm. one with almost 75 people at the house. And you know, I had 75 burger sliders, and we had chicken, and we had steak, and we had corn, grilled corn, and asparagus on the grill, all of these different items. And just preparing and, and prepping early and getting started early uh, really makes it a fun event, even when you're hosting it. 
Yeah, that's a great idea because that my husband's a chef. And if, when we when he's not working and we do have people over, it does seem like we don't get to see him. So if you kind of cook ahead of time, you can be a part of the party. And uh, Absolutely. as far as the drinks, I wanted to say that prior to you guys coming on, we were just um, you know, talking about Gina's famous spiked sweet tea. And I'm going to give oh, the, yes. the link for that to the folks. And tell tell me again what you call that down south, Gina. We call that the house wine of the South. <laughs> and being the Queen wine coach. has always been the house wine of the South. I love it. Because it's just, and it's so, sweet tea is so, you know, it's, it's kind of one of those drinks that just says welcome. It has great flavors, and then you can flavor your teas now. Like even with this one, we use like hibiscus in it. You add a little mint to it. So you can take tea so many ways. You can add cranberry to tea. You can add lemonade to tea and make it a VIP. But tea can be a great base for a great cocktail. And just, of course, add an vodka to take it to the next level. Right. And you can also <laughs> use, like, we just created these new containers where they're um, acrylic, but they're, like, blue and green. So if you want the color code and say the blue one is for the adults because it has vodka in it, mm. the green one is just for the kids. So that's just straight sweet tea. And maybe just make it kind of colorful. Right. You know, so I, I always love a good sweet tea base. I mean, I, lo- I love it, and I like to use, you know, since I've been kind of watching my weight and stuff more, I would normally use super fine tea, or you could do a stevia and do almost like a, a simple syrup, which is a cup of each thing, and okay. kind of put the tea bags in there so they'll steep, and the flavor really just pops in and livens up the tea even better. Oh, that sounds great. But don't put ice in the tea because you don't want to water it down. Put the ice in the glass. And what you can do with the ice, like, I, which is really cute, take lemons and put them inside your little ice tray and put the water in it and then freeze your ice tray. So then you put the lim- take your ice out. You mm. have little pitches of lemons in, within the ice. Oh, so that's, that's beautiful. as well for presentation. Oh, I yeah. like that. And I'm going to give a, yeah. a link to your famous Neely's barbecue sauce, uh, Pat, so folks can <laughs> use that at their barbecue. All right, we're going to take a quick break, but Pat and Gina stay right there because we're going to be right back with more on the Neely's on The Sipping Point.